You know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Valvoline Advanced can help your engine get more miles. Right now, buy a five-quart jug and get a free STP Extended Life oil filter. That's right, free. Get started on your next job today with the parts you need, when you need them, at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Get big savings and big rewards during Provember at Lowe's. Right now, MVPs members earn three times the bonus points on DeWalt products and save $200 on a DeWalt sliding compound miter saw. Plus, earn three times the bonus points on Little Giant products and save $70 on a Little Giant multi-position 14-foot ladder. Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. While supplies last, selection varies by location. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees after applicable discounts, if any. Valid to 11-22. Oh, I love this restaurant. Glad we got a table quickly. What, what does that sign say? Caution, wet floor? No, right next to it. If you are 60 or older, you may be at increased risk of serious consequences from RSV. Respiratory syncytial virus. Compared to adults younger than 60. Huh, I didn't know that. Not all dangers come with warning labels. Talk to your pharmacist or doctor about getting vaccinated against RSV today. RSV vaccines, including Pfizer's, are available. Learn more at bewareofrsv.com. Brought to you by Pfizer. Fill your game day cooler with the refreshing taste of Twisted Tea Hard Iced Tea. Smooth, real brewed tea with a 5% kick of alcohol. Look for the bright yellow cans. Twisted Tea. Keep it twisted. Twisted Tea Brewing Company, Cincinnati, Ohio. Please drink responsibly. It's 2 p.m. in Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence. Live on Memphis's sports station. 92.9 FM ESPN. To the Giannotto and Jeffrey Show. Coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter on X at jwright 929 espn Over the main studios, the Commercial Appeals lead sports columnist. The lead sports columnist, the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. Top three sports columnists in the state of Tennessee. Barely. Tied for eighth, best sports columnist in the United States of America. He is on Twitter at mgiannotto. Mark, good day, sir. Jeffrey, I feel like we took our relationship to another level uh, yesterday. Um, yeah. I, I feel like we went to a place we've never gone to before. Um, as you got a, to as see something. You got well, to I didn't see, get to see it. I uh, got yeah, to but hear you got it. To, you got to live something that I got to experience. Of all it, the people that work with us, only Connor has. I got to experience in real time. I happened to call you at the very moment you were losing a bet in the most excruciating fashion imaginable. Yes. It was it was something. It was the Arizona game, and it was, it was yeah Cardinals uh, Ravens. Ravens. Yes, I will never be the same. <laughs> this one is up there. Connor Connor knows the game I'm referring to. There was a Clemson Florida State game where I knew immediately when Florida State got the football where they did the 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 pitch play that was going to result in a defensive score was on the board. This was one of those. So you had Arizona. You had. Nine, you had Baltimore nine minus and a half. Minus nine and a half. Baltimore minus nine and a half. Baltimore's up 16 late, correct? correct. After, the, the, what were they down before they were down 16 late? So they were originally, so they, they multiple times got outside the number comfortably. Okay. So they were up 17. Mm-hmm. Then Arizona scores with like five or six minutes left. Okay. And I knew immediately... I knew pew 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 pew. <laughs> I was like, oh, "This dick's gonna go for two. <laughs> and I knew it. I knew it right off the bat because I'm sitting there going, "Like, all right, they're down 17. They still need two scores. Just kick the field goal. Mm-hmm. Kick the kick the extra point. Kick yeah. the extra point. You'll be fine." Yeah. Knew immediately as soon as they score, I was like, "Oh no, he'll pew pew." His new age. Pew it's, pew. It's Gannon. Pew pew will go for two. Um, also, one of our listeners tweeted at me afterwards and. I do agree with the spirit of his tweet. It was just the classic too soon moment. Gannon really is doing the Lord's work in terms of tanking. Like, he is covering enough spreads to keep their mm-hmm. fans engaged, and yeah. they try really hard. No, no, he looks still, good. He still looks lose. like a decent coach. Correct. It's like, oh, they're playing hard for him. Correct. You know? But they still lose. Yeah. And so they do still have eyes on the prize. And they go for two. Then they don't onside kick. 
Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, God. Because I was hoping maybe onside kick, there's enough time where the Ravens could run their offense, get get that garbage touchdown or mm-hmm. get that field goal to get right back outside the number, burn the clock. Well, unfortunately, the Ravens scored too quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, they scored immediately, and I knew, oh, God, 245. <laughs> Garbage time Dobbs might be the best quarterback. Josh, Josh Dobbs. Dobbs, Who when knew? the game is matters, he is horrible. <laughs> but garbage time Dobbs, he is up there with Drew Locke. Like, Drew Locke, when he was down three scores, would do some amazing things. <laughs> like, he is right up there. And sure enough, leads them right down. They go for two again. Don't get it. So I'm in the clear. Mm-hmm. They then onside kicked it this time. And I've, I have to watch Nelson Aguilar drop another ball that matters to me. I swear to God, I'm just going to stop watching football. Didn't thought, get the onside kick. I thought the worst part of this was, so then they drive down the field, and they're in, they're down two scores at this they're point. Down to, they're, so down, they're, they're down 10. They're yes. down 10, so they need to – once they got in the field goal range, they had – you know, you, you take the three and try to get another onside kick. And the part that was like, this is what I found just excruciating for you, is they line up for this kick, and Matt Prater misses it, but there's movement on the line. Correct. And because it was a false start, it's prior to the snap. And Therefore, then makes, you can't decline it and be like, he missed the kick. And then he makes the second field goal. Barely. And you lose, and you lose your bet. And it was like one of those, so he misses the first one dead right. Then the next one starts out left. I'm like, yes, overcorrection. Thought he hooked it, and then it just bent right back in. It was well, awesome. Well, having to experience that with you, I, I can tell you it did not uh, make me more inclined to start gambling on sports. It was <laughs> – that was horrific to have to, to hear like, you. It was one of those – Hear you lose whatever amount of money you you spent on that game. And it was one game. of those weekends where, like, I didn't get killed, but there were two mo- – like, that moment kept it from being, like, a nice weekend where you sit there – and you feel good. Are you going to overreact? It's overreaction Monday. You can overreact by giving up NFL bet gambling for a little bit, or at least Cardinals. Are you? Are, did this change your thought process? Will you stay away from Cardinals games from here on out? No, I'm going to probably spite bet them a lot. Uh, <laughs> that this this they will be the death of me. This is one of those games where you decide. You dug your heel. You decide you, to dig your heels. Correct. In. Because yeah. Dobbs, I'm going to I'm going to get the best of this Gannon and this Dobbs guy. Dobbs stinks. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's garbage time. And then he, like, I I might look up if I can filter out in garbage time. I bet he might have the highest passer rating. He was unbelievable. He was throwing just absolute darts on the run. Well, it was a huge sports weekend. We've got a lot to overreact to here on this Monday. Just know if you had Arizona plus 10 or 9.5, you didn't deserve that. You know it. <laughs> I don't think they're going to give you their money. No, but that is one of those ones where all gamblers know you get one of those wins, and yeah, you kind of celebrate it in the moment, but you know no, you, I am going to pay for that. Yeah, that no, one no. is going to come back, and that's going to that's gonna be the start of a downward spiral because that's the type of loss that you end up – or that's the type of win that you end up paying for. Yeah, yeah, you don't want, you don't want bad karma. You don't, you you don't all, celebrate you got that. Too many bre- you got too many good things to happen to you in that. Mm-hmm. Like, you only need to get one of those breaks. It's you like, got too it's many like of them. It's like in pool, like yes. proper pool. When exactly. You, when you hit a lucky shot in, you don't get to go again. No. Like, if, if you weren't intending to do Correct. that. You get to keep the shot in. Right, it counts. But, you, but proper billiards or whatever, you don't get another shot after that. You it, should, you, yes. You know. It's the football play that – the football play that was designed, it didn't work. Like, you got away with it. Mm-hmm. Yes, but you didn't deserve it. Um, that might be an interesting segue into some of our overreactions here today. Uh, Two forty or so. Jason Munz is going to join us. He's the Tiger basketball beat writer for the Commercial Appeal. He was there with me at FedEx Forum yesterday when uh, the Memphis basketball team uh, had their first exhibition game against Lane College. We both came away impressed, Jeffrey. It sounds like um, everyone that was there came away impressed. But I, I, I said this in my column up at CommercialBeal.com. I don't know how much you can draw into the regular season. I just know it was better than any exhibition game I saw out of them last year. And, in fact, I honestly, I think it's the best exhibition game of the Penny Hardaway era. Like, they looked the the cleanest, smoothest, most ready for the season in this one. Um, I don't know what that means for the whole season. It was Lane College, who was completely overmatched, you know. I also did the math this morning, so I'll I'll let everyone know. The Tigers finished last night with 35 fast break points. That is more fast break points than the Grizzlies have combined <laughs> this season. Um, so we'll talk. Uh, we'll give you our impressions uh, more specifically with Munns here later this hour. 
3 o'clock, we got our recap of the recap, our NFL primetime recap. Um, I got to finish out the episode still. Hopefully I can get it done during some of these commercial breaks. I've watched about half of it. Um, but there was a lot of football yesterday. Yeah, a lot of games yesterday, and it uh, it felt like it felt like we some teams emerged yesterday, right? As like real, legitimate, outside dark horses. Let's put it that way. Um, I what I thought about yesterday is yesterday was kind of a reminder of like I give credit to certain teams avoided spooky season. Mm-hmm. Then there were some teams that are like, oh, that's what it's supposed to look like. And that was kind of the reminder yesterday. Yeah, so we'll see lots of notable results um, and uh, happenings in the NFL. So we'll get to all that. And then uh, we'll get into the list. World Series, Game 3 tonight. Um, also got uh, – we we found out now, uh, Jeffrey, not only are, did the games – are the games going to feel different during this NBA in-season tournament – we're gonna get a new court, new court, mm. new court to really make really make it sink in that these games matter, mm-hmm. Jeffrey. That these games really matter. Uh, so we'll talk about all that in the list. But let's start with our overreactions, and I think we should start with the Grizzlies um, because they play tonight against the Dallas Mavericks, seven o'clock tip, right here on ninety-two FM ESPN. Pre-game at six thirty. Uh, they're zero three. They went. They they lost. A really competitive, compelling game to Denver on Friday night. And then, as I kind of feared on the show on Friday, I said... The old schedule loss. My, my gut told me they were going to be more competitive than you thought against Denver, but that they'd end up using too much of the gas tank and end up, you know, where whereas maybe it might be, if you're going by the record, might have been better for them to get blown out by Denver so that maybe you can rest your guys in the fourth quarter and and have more for the yeah, Wizards you, game, but you could have done what Denver did to the Thunder. Yeah, um, and so you could have been the Thunder instead. But I, I don't know. I don't come. I was down there at shoot around this morning. Talked to Desmond Bain and Zaire Williams. They were who talked to the press. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know whether to know. You know, ultimately they've lost three games in a row before. Remember last year they lost eight to nine. It's just a little different because it's the first three, and you don't. You know that zero really starts to wear on you quicker than if you were suffering like a losing streak in the middle of the season. Wouldn't you agree? Just the fact that you haven't gotten a win yet. Yeah. I, the thing that's tough to the, – the thing that's tough about the start is they typically, even under Jenkins, like they have not like played their best basketball to begin because yeah. I agree with what Eric said when he was on this Thursday. Their defense takes a little bit to get going, and their mm-hmm. defense is such a big part of what they do because offensively, and especially now, without without your starting point guard, mm-hmm. offensively they're very dependent on getting in transition. Mm-hmm. And so much of their transition, if you're going to get beat on the boards like they are given what they have, like they need to be better defensively, and it just takes a bit. Yeah. So they're one of four teams that hasn't won a game yet in the NBA this season. Brooklyn is 0-2, and Houston and Portland are both 0-3. They've got Dallas tonight, and then— And the they, line is dropping. Well, yeah. Uh, what's Kyrie's status? I saw—here's what I'll say. I was at shoot-around, and when I was waiting— um, I was waiting um, to see Kyrie, and I didn't see him walk in with the rest of the team. But I don't know what that you know. I don't know if that he could have walked in later. You know, like I wasn't there. I didn't stick around. But I'm wondering what his status is because um, I did see Luca. So I have not seen the injury report. The other thing, though, that. I wanted to clarify. I'm going to guess he's fine. I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything, so that would be news to me. But the the other thing. Oh, here is, you go. He is listed as questionable. Okay, apparently. so my question is: We know for these big national games, there's the emphasis on what what are they calling that rule where like you you can't rest or whatever. Like you can only rest one guy. Yeah. So they've got the Mavericks have Kyrie tonight listed as questionable with a left foot sprain. So you might not get Kyrie tonight. Might just be Luca. But those. Those rules only apply to national TV games, right? So what I think we're going to start to see is I think we're going to start to see teams 
abusing the the non-national TV games. I don't think it just applies. Doesn't it apply to it's, it's. I thought it was for the. I thought it was for the national team. Whatever the the games. The games. That Regardless, the, as long as you just say it's an injury, I don't know how they're gonna. And a doctor signs off on it. How are they really going to like get you on it? Like as long as you're not being like. Well, I mean, this is this is you know as long as you're not being you know like totally blatant about it and just you know like the other night Jimmy Butler they listed it as rest. Like as long like to me like. If it's like, you know, like Kyrie tonight, left foot sprain. How are you going to say he doesn't have a left foot sprain if, like, the doctor says his foot hurts? You know? I mean, like, this, like, that's <laughs> like, the other thing. It's like, that. what are, what are they going to do? Are they going to say, like, we need independent doctors? I, I'm, I'm with you. But I do think it is a reminder. Part of the slow start is, okay, let's look at who they played. Mm-hmm. They've typically not matched up with the Pelicans, even when they've been way better than the Pelicans. It's mm-hmm. always been a tougher game for the Grizzlies than I think than you can consider, or than you would predict coming in. The defending champions came in, and you went toe-to-toe with them, but in like in the end, you saw why they are the defending champs. Like When it came down to that last five minutes, didn't you just have way more faith that the Nuggets were going to make the plays down the stretch than the Grizzlies were? Yeah. And then, you know, Saturday night, I think, was fairly predictable. Your second night of a back-to-back... The Wizards hadn't played in multiple days, and you looked gassed. You never, you kind of fought your way back into it in the fourth quarter, but it looked like you didn't have enough gas. I still think the bigger problem with right now is not necessarily, oh, there's no Ja, there's no Steven Adams. I think the two bigger issues are there's no Santi, there's no Kennard, and then you have not timed it up to where when Jaron has a good game, Dez doesn't. Like mm-hmm. You've not gotten them both playing well at the same time. Des said today, Desmond Bain, that you know, in his mind, if they were getting blown out, he'd be concerned. But he feels like they've been competitive, and as you put it, like he and Jaron can play better. Um, they have not played great to start the year, and certainly not great at the same time, really. Um, and then you know, we learned over the weekend, uh, you know, the first name that came to everyone's head was the name that no, also no, came. You, 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 you sniffed this out. Yeah. I mean, Bismack Biombo uh, looks like he's going to become a great. I mean, you could just—I told you the Rich Cho thing. Rich Cho drafted him, I believe, in Charlotte back way back when. Um, and so, looks like they'll add him to the roster. I guess it'll technically the first game he'll be eligible for is Friday in in Portland. I think is right. Ye- tonight's the fourth game. Then they play at Utah Friday, and then two in Portland. Friday and Sunday, I believe, this week. Um, so he'll be eligible for that. Yes, second. they have to complete the fifth game, correct? Yeah. So it's the sixth game. Yes, the first. And who knows if he'll act? My my guess is his first game will be that first home game back. By the way, though, if it were Friday at Portland, mm-hmm. his first game could be on the brand new in tournament floor. Oh, guy, that's you got. You got to you got to bring in the heavy artillery Correct. like Bismack Biombo when you're involved in an in-season tournament. Um, but you know, I my overreaction is that we have not reached a point in time where you should be panicked. If we if they come back zero and six or zero and what would it be zero and seven, eh, then maybe I think we can start to like hit the panic button. If they come back from that road trip and haven't won a game, so if they show up next Wednesday, a week from Wednesday, and they're zero and seven, yeah, that just, would because that would mean like I think they're gonna. I mean, like honestly, if I had to predict tonight, they don't have Luke Kennard, they don't have Santi Aldama again, still no Ja. Um, I would predict they're gonna lose tonight, even if Kyrie doesn't play. But they with Kyrie out, that that adds a well for nice me, it's variable because Dallas is not deep. It's the line that is yeah. screwing with me now. I could also play this two ways. When I saw the line against the Pelicans, I was like, hmm, that makes me think the Grizzlies are friskier. Yet mm-hmm. it just turned out the Pelicans would have been the right side. And, and Dallas is, I mean, Luka looks like he is starting the, like, whereas Dez and Jaron have kind of started slow. Luka looks engaged here early. Like, he had a yeah. big you know, a big game the other night. And then, but I do, I would expect, I mean, Utah and Portland are not good teams. I would expect they're going to win one or two of those games on the road. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't think I don't think they're that far off from being a marginal team. They're not they are not at the level of Portland and Houston and like like 
they're not far off from again. I don't think they're good right now <laughs> with the with the way they are. But I think like Kennard was at the shoot around today, which tells me when they go on the road, he'll be back in the lineup. Okay, because you know, like I don't, he's not available tonight. But my guess is he'll play Wednesday based on the fact that he participated in the shoot. He was at shoot around today. Um, is Santi's injury getting to weird level? No, I mean I've seen, I I didn't see him. To, I wasn't paying attention enough for him today, but I th- like no, I don't. I think he sprained his ankle, and you know, like an ankle can take a week or two. Like I think that's what happened. He sprained his ankle. Yeah, I guess we just I or maybe I do. I I shouldn't project for everyone. I just have Stephen Adams PTSD yeah. where you're sitting there going like, yeah, but this is an ankle. This no, is I, like I, he this sprained is, his this ankle. This is an entirely is your, different thing. Yeah. I, I admit that it is. It's illogical. And I think you know you don't want to, like you don't. I don't think you want to panic right now. I just don't like. I think that would be the no. wrong move to make, and pan, like panic in terms of rushing Santi back because like you're desperate right now, and you know, panicking because like the seat you're zero and three, and like let's see what it looks like a week, from, you know, a week and a half from now. Let's see where they're at at game seven, not game three. No, I mean I think it's twofold the problem. Number one, we're starting the season with peak football brain. Yes. And even though when we got the Steven Adams news, we all looked at the schedule and we're like, Owen four is very much on the table mm-hmm. to start. Mm-hmm. It's another thing of like when you you get ready to watch the games, you watch it, and then you just realize like th- it's not necessarily who they're missing. It's who's having to play significant minutes. The, the, the problem is not the, the starting lineup is not as good as it should be, but it's okay. The problem is, is that the only reasonable bench players it feels like you have right now, the only like really good ones, are all in the starting lineup now. Correct. <laughs> like, you know, like Derrick Rose has had some moments, but like you know, he's been okay. But like Laravia has given you very little. Roddy like, so has the, given the, you very little. The the lineup, the starting lineup that has played the most minutes of anyone: Bain, Jackson, Smart, Tillman, Williams. They're plus six, basically. I think they're plus 5.8. The problem is, as soon as you get the starters off of the floor, almost every other lineup is horrific. And, like, Zaire has been frisky, but, you know, like, offensively, they're really struggling right now, and he's not giving them enough. Like, they need more offensively from him, to be quite honest, in those bench lineups. Um, But he's been okay. Like, I, I think he's been okay. He's been frisky. Um, of all the problems, like he's not it. Trying to it, again, I, I'm not putting him in the category of like he can't be better. But at the same time, I'm not going to blame their struggles on Zaire. No, um, no. I mean, the reality is against Denver, they need a little more from Bain. And frankly, if they were going to pull off the Wizards game on back you know, on the second night of a back to back, they needed both Bain and Jaron to produce offensively, and it didn't happen. And you know, Jaron, I think, has been good defensively, but whether it's because of the new makeup of the team or him not being assertive enough, like I think it's I think this is you know, he needs to be he needs I guess the, he needs to be more he needs to be more involved offensively ultimately, consistently. The way that I look at it is the the task for the coaching staff for Jaron is it seems to me that they are doubling him immediately. Mm-hmm. And the question's going to be, it's almost like he gets doubled immediately and he just gives it up, and then it almost just kind of frustrates him. Mm-hmm. And I think the task for the coaching staff for Jaren is figuring out ways to get him involved in the offense because I think as constructed, that's going to be the that's going to be the setup team. If you're coaching staff, aren't you going to sit there and go, "We'll let Xavier Tillman beat us. If he mm-hmm. beats us, that's fine, but we're not going to let." Desmond Bain, we're not going to let Jared yeah. Jackson. No, there's. they are dealing with the fact that tip, when they're out there with Ja, Ja attracts a lot of the – Correct. The, it's hard to, like, pay a, a ton of attention to them when Ja is out there on the floor. With the ball in his hands as much as it is. Yeah, and and they're having to adjust to that. They, they are taking on bigger roles, each of them. And, you know, they are – I think that, I think what we're watching firsthand is, like, them just adjusting to a – new temporary normal of what they are going to have to be for the first 25 games of the year. And then what's going to, what makes this season, I I think just 
difficult is that then, oh, by the way, 25 games in, you're going to have to completely switch again and become a different team. Like, because a bunch of guys' roles are going to change once Ja comes back. I do think, though, that's an easier adjustment because of what you literally just laid out there. Yeah, because it makes their lives easier. It's a, you're bringing you're you're bringing you're having to make adjustments right now because you don't have your top fifteen superstar and the center that seemed like a perfect fit for what you wanted to do offensively. Yes, and twenty five games from now, twenty two games from now, you're just you're going to be adding a top fifteen player. Like you <laughs> bring them on, bring them in. You know, like this, like we, you know, like this is uh, we need we need it. Um, and so, but I, I don't know. I'm not convinced they're not going to be able to stay afloat yet. Like I'm not at a point where I'm, you know, oh, they're zero and three, and you know, this this is going to be a steep hole that they're going to have to climb out of. Um, I think I saw on social media that the the last time they were zero and three was oh four, I believe, and they won forty five games that year. So, uh, you know, I think. Well, let's see. Let's see this play out a little more um, before we uh, before we hit the panic button on on what's going on with the Grizzlies. Yeah, I mean, I, until they get, I want to see what they look like with again. If they go out, they go out west and lose like three games to Utah and two to Portland. You know, like lose lose three games to bad teams with regular rest. I know it's on the road. Like then, like you can get back to me and go, man. Like if they can't beat those teams, who are they going to beat? Well, but what if? What if Aldama and yeah. Luke are not there? Like I'm with you. It, yeah. Luke was no, at right. shoot around, but like at the same time, yeah, we'll see. If Luke were playing quarterback for the Niners yesterday, he'd be cleared. <laughs> but that's just not how it works in the NBA. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. No, if they if they're at their current state or this current state plus Biombo the first couple games, it might be rough. And you can even talk me into when they're integrating Biombo, there's an adjustment period and whatnot. Like I, I just, I, I feel like that one won't be that hard because it's just going to be like go play set defense, some go set, set some screens, screens play some defense, and get some rebounds. Like we're not, you are not. He's not going to have any plays run for him. You know, <laughs> like he's just going to be an energy. They're just going to go be like an energy guy. I, I will say, and this, it's in fairness to Marcus Smart, they did not bring him in to run the point. Mm-hmm. But you are seeing part of the problem with him in Boston when he had to be the point guard. Like I've always felt like watching Boston, one of the big problems was I understand Marcus Smart's value. I just don't love him as the starter of the offense. Mm-hmm. And you can see with the Grizzlies, there is like it's not horrible, mm-hmm. but it's just not crisp. It's not smooth. Yeah, no, it's the, 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 you're wa- I just think you're watching literally in real time a team. Figuring, figuring it out, out on camera, yeah, like figuring it out, and uh, another we'll get another uh, uh, another showcase of it tonight again. Seven o'clock tip, Dallas and the Grizzlies right here on ninety two nine FM ESPN. All right, let's let's talk about that Memphis football game. All right, where do you want to go? What was your uh, overreaction? Well, my overreaction is this: they won forty five forty two. Obviously, it was almost a disaster. It was a disaster, and then Seth Hennigan. And that offense put together a pretty remarkable uh, game-winning touchdown drive, yeah, you know, and and a pretty pretty remarkable moment. And them him him being able to throw the game-winning touchdown with 12 seconds to go on kind of like a miracle drive in front of his friends and family, playing in his hometown in college for the first time. Uh, that's like storybook, right? I mean, for Seth. That's an opportunity. That is a moment that just doesn't happen a lot. You go in your hometown and you're the hero. And it was like, his best moment as a Memphis Tiger, I would say. That yeah. that that drive. I mean, the best moment, his best moment as a Memphis Tiger. And that was the first time I can remember him having to go win a football game and doing it. And I guess like and they they obviously they blew another lead. They were up 31-7 late in the second quarter and blew it. I mean, they're they had to they had to literally come up with a miracle drive. To go win the game, and but I just have a problem with it. Stinks that you can't. It feel the program is at a point where, like, not everyone can enjoy like a dramatic game-winning drive like that. And you know, here we are entering November, and they're you know kind of doing what you said. Okay, this is what you need to be. Like at the you know, this is like the bar. This is what you need to be, and that's what they're doing right now. And 
I just I just wonder like I wrote a column over at commercialpit.com and like I've been as vocal a critic of Ryan Silverfield as anyone I think and I just don't understand why we can't, why we're not waiting until like the end of the season to kind of like every time it feels like they they might slip up immediately the conversation is going to his job security and I, I don't know I just it it's I'm not saying it's wrong I'm just saying, me personally, it doesn't necessarily sit right with me because I want to see how this all plays out this season. You know, and I, you know, I said before the season, I thought the bar for a successful season was nine and three. And, and to be playing meaningful games at the end of the season, be competing for a conference title. And like, I'm not ready to have the conversation when he's on pace to do that. And um, I'm not quite sure it's like healthy. Like what? What are we in this for if we can't c- kind of try to enjoy some of this? And like, they are six and two, and they do have, you know, a legitimate chance to uh, go to the AAC championship game. And it feels like there's, it feels like a lot of people are having trouble enjoying that. And that's a that just feels like a shame to me. Well, there's several factors at play. Mm-hmm. Number one. The first factor at play is, and we talked about this on the show. Mm-hmm. We even mentioned it like a month or so ago. When you get put on the hot seat, mm-hmm. like Ryan Silverfield did, until you have a big moment, you're just mm. on the hot seat. And the other big problem that they have is now, given the teams that you're playing mm-hmm. in the conference, there's just so few games and so few opportunities that allow you to change people's minds that you're just going to consistently have this every game is going to be a referendum because there's not just a game that you can enjoy. Like the biggest game that they've had, the two biggest games that they had so far, mm-hmm. or I guess you could make three. The three biggest games were the Boise State game. Mm-hmm. That quickly, I mean, a lot of people were sitting there going in real time like, we are watching Boise self-destruct. It was less about what, what was they it? did. When, they were, when Boise was up 17 nothing. The conversation immediately went to like, correct. I'm done with the Ryan Silverfield era. Correct. Like, like th- that was like the the critics came out immediately, and then they came back and won the game. And you're, you're right, they, the Boise State certainly correct. contributed to the cause. Correct. And then you have the two lane game where mm-hmm. you go up ten in the second half, and mm-hmm. you're sitting there thinking like, this is going to be an awesome night. This is this would be th- that would have classified as the moment, as you put it, correct. Like having a big moment. Instead. You go up two scores and lose by two scores. And again, it's a pattern from last season. Yeah, you remind people of, oh, yeah, this is why we, you know, weren't necessarily gung-ho about bringing him back this year. Correct. And then the Missouri game, while, like, the effort was respectable, like, you never really felt like, oh, they got the chance, like, they've got the ball and they got a chance to go win the game. Well, and the, the critique would be they've played six bad teams and two good teams, and they've beaten the bad teams and lost to the good teams. They've won every game they've been favored, and they've lost every game that they were underdogs. I think also, though, the other big problem is you have a group of people that have decided how they feel about Ryan Silverfield, Mm -hmm. and the more, like I said it this morning, like Ryan has become kind of a Rorschach test. Mm -hmm. You can see what you want to see. If you want to talk about hey, this team has shown more grit this year. They've shown in these one-score games that they could have lost, they haven't lost them, and mm-hmm. you can make that argument. But if you're someone, that, if you're someone that's been out on Ryan Silverfield, it's, this team really isn't better. They're just playing worse opponents, and they're playing teams that aren't able to finish the comeback. Mm-hmm. Like, Houston probably finishes the comeback. The same thing in the North Texas game. I still don't know what North Texas was doing running a play as quickly as they did. Like to score, correct? A touchdown. Yeah, I because just, Memphis had all three timeouts left. Is this what it is though? Now, like where, like you know, yeah, we talked about this in real time. It's like the only way that you end up putting this all to bed mm-hmm. is you finish. Like, let's say, let's say the nine and three season happens that you're talking about. So mm-hmm. they they lose to SMU. They're not going to be part of the conference championship. Mm-hmm. But the way to finally stop it is to have back it up next year where there is no SMU, and you are part of the conference title conversation again, but it's going to be the same thing because Mm -hmm. people have decided. People have – 
It feels like at best, the average fan is like, I don't know, man. And so you're just, every game is just going to be a swing because that's the way football works. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're six and two. They got, uh, they don't control their own destiny technically. Um, I believe if UTSA were to win out and Tulane were to win every game but the UTSA game, it would be Tulane versus UTSA in the conference championship game. At UTSA, I think. Yes. Um, the the scenario you want if you're Memphis is you want Tulane to win out because that would mean they beat both. That would mean they beat UTSA and you'd want, and then you obviously need to win out, which would eliminate SMU from the equation. Yeah, I still think the bigger problem right now is I know mm-hmm. Tulane is technically in the driver's seat, mm-hmm. but if you're just eye testing it, UTSA looks better. No, oh, SMU. the best team in the league is SMU. SMU, yeah, um, you do get them at home though, so um, we'll see. They got South Florida this week, then at Charlotte, um, two more games that are going to be a lot like the last two, where if you win it, it's not going to move the needle. If you, if it's close. Like this past week, you're probably gonna, you know, it's probably gonna lead to the people coming out and being like, "What the heck is that?" You know, like that type of leeriness, if you will. Um, but if you can be eight and two going into the SMU game, you got another opportunity, like the Tulane game. It feels like. I think so. Okay, let's see. Here's UTSA. What they've got. So they've got North Texas this week. The Rice game, which everyone's waiting for TV. Then they have South Florida on a Friday night. I don't know. I mean, that's kind of the other problem. It's like you look at that SMU game. Like, is it like to me? Like the key is like you need it to be like we win this game, we're in. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're gonna have that clarity. You're not right gonna now. have that clarity. You're not because because UTSA and Tulane play the last game of the year. Right, but if UTSA slips up in one of these next three, yeah, yeah, I think maybe Rice is that's yeah, but then yeah, but then even if UTSA were to lose, if they were to beat Tulane. I think, I think it would be. Uh, I think that win over Tulane might give them the tiebreaker over you. I think like you need you need Tulane to beat UTSA. I think in this equation, like I think UTSA has to lose two games. And then the other problem, if with it's that, not, if one of them's not to Tulane. And I think we actually saw this last year, where wasn't the Tulane UCF game at the end of the season meaningless? I think so, maybe something and like that. And then, like, Tulane lost that one, but they won the conference title game, the game mm-hmm. that actually mattered. Uh, yeah, it's happened like that. I mean, remember Memphis's year? Yeah. They played Cincinnati in back-to-back games, beat them both times. Um, but, hey. I think the, that, that game wasn't meaningless in the sense of, I think that game determined who was going to host the game. Yes, it did. I believe that's right. Um, but we'll see. Hey, we're. I believe this is the first time under Ryan Silverfield that we are entering November with this good of a chance to be in the conference championship game. Because last year, if I'm not mistaken, the UCF game was the last game of October. That sounds right. Correct me if I'm wrong. And, like, once they lost that UCF game last year, it was like, okay, they're not they're, – they're done. They, I think it was part of them losing four in a row or something like that. I don't – but I think this is the. I think they're in the best position they have been in in the conference race. They were six and two during the COVID year as well. Um, but that was I don't. That was all funky that year. No, it was the two lane game that you're thinking of. Oh, the that two, was okay. The last because that was the in the midst of. They, they lost four in a row. Last they lost year. to Houston on October seventh, a Friday night. Then they, they, then then they, they lost, lost to ECU. at ECU. Both double digit. Both games lost double digit leads. And then they lost at Tulane on mm-hmm. October twenty second. Then they had their bye week, and then they lost to UCF. UCF. Yeah, and um, but regardless, uh, they won. And Seth Hennigan, look, like, there were some good things in that game that they did. They played a great first half, um, and uh, I think they're going to be eight and two going into the SMU game. I think you're right. And so um, that's pretty good. I think there's something to be enjoyed there. Like, I hope you can find some enjoyment in that because um, if not, like, you know, what the hell's the point of this? That's kind of how I look at it. (laughs) Like, if you can't enjoy. I I think, though, it just really accentuates. At least enjoy it a little bit. I get it if you're upset. It just accentuates the reality of the league that you're in. There's just so few. Yeah, but that's games. not going to change. I mean, let me be honest. Like I, you know, I know like, that's not going to change. But I'm telling you, that's part of the frustration. Yeah. Yeah. 
I was trying to look what are there other teams in the country that are competing for a league title right now where their coach is feeling kind of the, some heat like this. And I when I did the when I did a periphery scan, Boise is kind of similar spot right now, feels like. They're 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 technically like four and one in league play, even though they have a four and four record, I believe. Um and then, you know, maybe Virginia Tech. You know, they're technically in the ACC race, but they're but though both those teams are four and four, not six and two. Yeah. The other problem with like Boise and and Vatek, Vatek is like they changed quarterbacks and now everyone's starting to feel a little better. Whereas But I it is Bo- kind of I think Boise's the best example. It is kind of interesting because it's like Virginia Tech, Boise, and Memphis are all sort of coming to grips with where they situate in the new, you know, this kind of new landscape of college. Boise's football. three and one in league. Three and one in league, yeah. But like they're in the mix for the conference title. Correct. Um, and so, and their their coach is very much on the hot seat as well. So um, interesting dynamics at play with Memphis football. It was an interesting exhibition game for the Memphis basketball team. Jason Munns was there. He's going to join us next. We'll get his thoughts. You're listening to Giannato and Jeffrey on 92.9 FM ESPN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Gabe time, Memphis. Hey, it's Gabe Coon of the Gabe Coon Show. Tonight, Grizzlies and Jared Jackson Jr. host the Dallas Mavericks at 7 p.m. at FedEx Forum. Catch my show from 4 till 6.30 p.m. Then 92.9 FM ESPN will have the pregame from 6.30 till 7. Grizzlies versus Mavericks tonight live on 92.9 FM ESPN. Memphis' sports station. It's your chance to score big this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers. Get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now is really the perfect time to do it. You're going to love the app. Why? It's easy to use. And so many betting options, over-unders, player props, spreads, whatever you like. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Fuller and get in on all the NFL action. That's FanDuel.com slash F-U-L-L-E-R. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. Get big savings and big rewards during Provember at Lowe's. Right now, MVPs members earn three times the bonus points on DeWalt products and save $200 on a DeWalt sliding compound miter saw. Plus, earn three times the bonus points on Little Giant products and save $70 on a Little Giant multi-position 14-foot ladder. Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. While supplies last, selection varies by location. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees after applicable discounts, if any. Valid through 1122. I have diabetes. I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. I have asthma. I'm at risk, too. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a vaccine that can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Hey, you. The one on the couch you just told your friend you can't go out because you're busy? Ready to get real about your psoriasis? When your current treatments don't do enough to help control the inflammation beneath the skin, causing plaques and pain, stressing and scratching, 
It's time to stop hiding and get real with your dermatologist so they can help you get clear. Get real clear about psoriasis at letsgetrealclear.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. Hey, did you know Visaprint prints everything a small business needs? Like if a barbershop needs signage, we print outdoor signs, posters, and banners. Or if a ballet school needs merch. One, two, three. We print tote bags, t-shirts, hoodies, hats. Or if a coffee shop needs a total refresh. Visaprint designs logos and prints it on menus, mugs, paper bags, anything. Because with Visaprint, the printabilities are endless. Print it all with 25% off for new customers with code NEW25 at Vistaprint.com. Not all water heaters are made equally. Some can be temperamental. Some can be unreliable. And don't even think about what happens if you have neighbors downstairs. Why is it raining inside my apartment? Not with a Navian tankless water heater. You'll never run out of hot water. You only heat water when you need it. Saving you tons in utility costs. Navian tankless water heaters. Visit tanklessmadesimple.com to learn more. Sometimes I struggle to get to sleep. My body stopped for the day, but my mind is still running. So I take ZQuil. ZQuil, the world's number one sleep aid brand, has a range of non-habit-forming products to fit you and your family's needs. Invest in a great night's sleep for the best you tomorrow. I'm awake and ready to take on anything. Better days start with ZQuil nights. Explore our products at ZQuil.com. Use is directed. Keep out of reach of children. I'm Tony Kornheiser, and this is my show. What, you expecting something different? Whether you're looking for deep, insightful dives into the day's top sports stories, that's why we have guests, right, Nigel? Or simply how to get changed for 100. You'll find it on the Tony Kornheiser Show. From football picks, from the best prognosticators in the business, including a monkey, to real-time baseball playoff analysis, to traffic in an area where you don't live, we got you covered. My friends, come on, and you know them. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Chase Inc. Business Premier Card is made for people who make things happen, like me. I'm Sam, founder and CEO of Manifest, a product design company that makes everyday products design smarter. I get 2.5% cash back on purchases of $5,000 or more, plus unlimited 2% cash back on all other purchases, which helps us make more smart ideas into a brilliant reality. The Inc. Business Premier Card. Learn more at chase.com forward slash business premier. Chase for business. Make more of what's yours. Real business owner compensated for their participation. Account subject to credit approval. Restrictions on the Limitations apply. Cards are issued by J.P. Morgan Chase Bank. Any member FDIC. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day, and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial grade supplies for every industry, with same day pickup and next day delivery on most orders. All backed by real people ready to help, so you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. When a client comes to our firm after an accident, we have the awesome responsibility of returning what was taken away from them. Loss of income and earning potential, past and future medical bills, pain and suffering, the loss of the enjoyment of life. I'm John Morgan of Morgan & Morgan. Our clients don't seek charity, they seek justice. They're looking to have their life back and property restored. Visit ForThePeople.com to learn about your legal rights. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. It's your chance to score big this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So... If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now is really the perfect time to do it. You're going to love the app. Why? It's easy to use. And so many betting options, over-unders, player props, spreads, whatever you like. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Fuller and get in on all the NFL action. That's FanDuel.com slash F-U-L-L-E-R. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee red line. 1-800-889-9789. Can't sleep with this cold. Honey. Honey? Honey. You need NyQuil Severe Honey. NyQuil Severe Honey gives you powerful cold and flu symptom relief with a dreamy honey taste. Feeling better, honey? Honey? 
I'll take that as a yes. Try NyQuil Severe Honey for powerful cold and flu symptom relief. NyQuil Severe with honey flavor. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, aching, fever. Honeylicious, best sleep with a cold. Medicine. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. Hey, did you know Visaprint prints everything a small business needs? Like if a barbershop needs signage, we print outdoor signs, posters, and banners. Or if a ballet school needs merch. One, two, and We print tote bags, t-shirts, hoodies, hats. Or if a coffee shop needs a total refresh. Visaprint designs logos and prints it on menus, mugs, paper bags, anything. Because with Visaprint, the printabilities are endless. Print it all with 25% off for new customers with code NEW25 at Vistaprint.com. This afternoon, cloudy with a high of 50. Weather brought to you by Barbasol Shaving Cream. Choose Barbasol Shaving Cream for a thick lather and a close, comfortable shave. Barbasol, the American original for over 100 years. Better buy Barbasol. Giannato and Jeffrey broadcast live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by the Next Generation 10G Network. Only from Xfinity. The Giannato and Jeffrey Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. Jason Muntz is the Tiger basketball beat writer for the Commercial Appeal. He joins us each and every Monday. You can follow him on Twitter on X at Munsley. Munz, what are we listening to? We are listening to Great Things by Echo Belly. Should we be expecting great things from this Tiger basketball team? Man, how how quick how quick you are. You're a quick one. Uh, Listen, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to leave it all on the field. There you go. No, I mean like that's that's kind of, you know, like uh that's the way everybody felt after watching that game yesterday, right? The uh one oh six to forty nine uh you know, just beat down. I mean, just total dominance, the wire to wire, uh, uh, win, um, that, uh, was done without your presumptive starting point guard. Um, yeah, I mean, there was, there was a lot to like and a lot to, uh, a lot to get excited about. It felt like the consensus opinion from everyone that was there was, yes, this is an exhibition, but this felt different in your mind. Why do you think that was the case? Well, so, okay, for me, and I said this to a few people in, like, kind of late in the game slash uh, right after the game ended. And so for me, like, there was, from, from, the, from the beginning to the end, everybody who stepped on that court for Memphis, like, they – emanated confidence uh, just sort of effortlessly emanated from them. Like this was not that manufactured bravado that, you know, we've, we see a lot more honestly than that natural sort of effortless, uh, quiet, but very real and very palpable confidence. Like, the way they carried themselves, the way they handled business, the way they, you know, put their head down and their foot down on the gas and didn't let up until it was over. Um, you know, like that to me is what really, really stood out and, and why I think that people probably are feeling the way they are, despite the fact that it was an exhibition game. Um, I mean, I don't know. That's just my take on it. Is is that it, it 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 wasn't, and it wasn't just one or two guys. You know, like last year's team kind of had it, um, especially late in the season when Hendrick Davis had established himself and he'd sort of gotten over his injuries, and DeAndre Williams had established himself as a, a first team All Conference guy, and like they had established their identity. But like this was across the board, you know. Like this was this was everybody, all the way down to Jaden Hardaway and 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 uh, Jonathan Pierre and and Nick Jordan and and uh, uh, David Jones. I mean, it was top to bottom, and it was it was uh, you know that's that's kind of that's my thought on, yeah. on on why it felt different. Yeah, I just I just found it to be more cohesive at this point than I have than I expected it to look 
You know, it just it looked like a team that was had already played a bunch of games together. And I guess in a sense they sort of did in the Dominican. They played, you know, they had that and Penny has cited that week as being, you know, even though the team came together later than he wanted, that that week has proven beneficial in his mind in the Dominican. Um and then just as you put it there, Muns, like there might not be a player who's as good as Kendrick Davis. But there's just a lot more like good players on this team than than last year's team. Like there's just, you know, like you. What was striking to me was like within nine or ten minutes of that game taking place, there were like ten or eleven, all, ten or eleven guys. All of them did something that made you go, oh, like that. Mm, interesting. Like you know what I mean? Like and like yeah. the the fact that it happened rapid fire, like like it was like David Jones can go get his shot whenever he wants. And oh, by the way, he's pretty good at rebounding and creating for others. And Caleb Mills can shoot threes and knife into the lane and score. And uh, Ashton Hardaway, that 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 thing about his stroke, like that is a buttery shooting stroke. Like that look, that yeah. ball looks good coming off of his hands. Um, and Malcolm Dandridge, as active as I've ever seen Malcolm Dandridge, and especially considering it was an exhibition game. Jordan Brown, like. You know, like that guy's just a big guy. You know, like you can like you can watch him just car you know, using using his for lack of a better term, ass to carve out room in the paint. Like you just don't see college players like that very often. Um Nick Nick Jordan, like, could probably have started for a majority of Penny's teams as an interior player, potentially, as like the second big. But he's a backup big on this team. You know, and like he did some things where you're like, huh. Um Jalen Young. How nice how nice would it have been for for Nick Jordan for Penny to have had Nick Jordan last year? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, it's that sort of thing. Like, yeah, he'd have, he'd have been a starter on last year's team. Yeah, that game in Temple would have been a lot easier too. <laughs> does does this for either of you? If they do not have DeAndre Williams, does this change kind of your preseason expectation? I, I would say this. I think it gets really complicated with DeAndre. If he like, I obviously you want DeAndre, but you still want him. You still want him because I again, I still think he's probably the he'd be the end up being the best player on the team. But he's already it feels like going to play eleven guys to start the year. Like I, I think even with the schedule the way it is, I think Ashton is going to be the one freshman who plays, and then you got your starting lineup's going to be Quinterly, Mills, um, David Jones, Jaquan Walton, Jordan Brown. Then you're going to play Malcolm Dandridge, Nick Jordan, mentioned Ashton, Jaden Hardaway, I think, is going to play. Jalen Young's going to play. And yeah. who am I missing is the 11th. There's another. There's someone else uh, who's definitely going to play. Jonathan, Jonathan Pierre, but I don't know about Yeah, him. maybe we'll not see. Pierre. You know, maybe not Pierre. Um, but it, it does get a little complicated roster-wise, but um, you – for DeAndre, you'll you deal with that, but I do think it gets a little complicated because they look really good, right? They look like they're in sync right now, and there would be a process if Deion, you know, because he's such a major piece and hasn't really been a part of the preseason, there would be a process if he does get eligible, kind of reintegrating him into things. I would think. Yeah, there'd be there'd be some midstream uh, difficulties uh, uh, because you're because you're bringing in such a key cog uh what would be such a key cog um just into the mix like at the last possible minute Mm -hmm. um but uh well i forget what what was the question jeffrey that you said what was your because does it it change your expectations like, like we all thought early if if this team was going to hit the ground running it felt like you were gonna need deandre I'm getting the sense from people that maybe maybe opinions have changed. I don't think that I don't I don't see how not having DeAndre Williams as you know part of this roster could I don't see how you can avoid that changing expectations. That being said, uh I think you know I mean it, it we sh- we should temper our um excitement our uh uh you know whatever our enthusiasm um because it is one it is one game and it is it is an exhibition and it was lane college but uh i i think i think you know based on what we have seen in the dominican 
and yesterday. Um, I, I'm just, yeah, I'm not so sure you need DeAndre Williams to, to get where you need, where, where you want to go. Yeah, but I, I don't want to go that far. It's like it's one exhibition game. Like, this is a really hard non-conference schedule. Like, I, I mapped it out. Like, that nine-game stretch, they have a nine-game stretch where it's like literally, uh, let's just be honest, like a lot of them are going to be toss-up games. At, you know, yeah. like like how you, you know, I don't, one exhibition against Lane doesn't tell the story. Now, the benefit of playing that many of these games, like I think you can go, if you go five and four, I'm not saying you're going to be like a top 25 team, but I think you'll be in a decent position to make the NCAA tournament still, even if you go five and four in those nine. And the nine I'm talking about are you're three in the Bahamas, then you come back from the Bahamas and play.